Welcome back to the Dead Drop Game News Podcast, your secure download of video game news from across the industry twice a week in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Matthew Bliss, and these are the gaming headlines from the 23rd of January, 2023. We start off on a somber note this episode, as more layoffs plague the industry, even beyond the ones we already know about. First off, our hearts go out to the GameSpot and Giant Bomb teams that have recently lost Jess Voidberger O'Brien, Jason Ostriker, GameSpot Entertainment Editor Matt Elfring, and Justin Vashon, the lead brand designer across both sites. This may sound like an oddly specific thing for me to call out, but I've been a fan of Giant Bomb's work for a very long time, and they were really key parts of the team, Jess and Jason. Since the announcement on Friday, they haven't released any content, as I'm sure the teams are scrambling to get their teams back together again. Google is joining Microsoft in layoffs in their company as well. Seems to be a bit of a competition as well, as they seem to be cutting up to 12,000 jobs. CEO of Google, Sindar Pichai, has said, over the past two years, we've seen periods of dramatic growth. To match and fuel that growth, we hired for a different economic reality than the one we face today. So it seems like they will be retooling, refocusing, and rehiring for what this different economic reality is. In the most recent episode of the Vergecast podcast, they talk about the platform shift being something fairly significant, tying that together with a shift in the market, including away from VR, that it could be something like artificial intelligence that perhaps they're trying to feed into a lot more strongly. There's also been an announcement from Riot Games where 46 staffers have also lost their jobs. This is apparently due to implemented strategic shifts within a few teams to sharpen their focus in a number of areas. With those shifts, some certain roles were eliminated and that impacted 46 staff. You'd expect that Riot Games, the maker of Valorant and League of Legends, that goes up there with Fortnite might be making enough money to support these staff, but it's a different economic environment today. The recent Microsoft layoffs did include a number of staff in the Xbox division, including staff at Bethesda and 343. And since Phil Spencer has sent out an email to current employees saying that the layoffs were painful, this matches his tenor in most things where he thinks about the people and the games, more so than the corporate side of it. A quote from the email states that the GLT and I are committed to being as transparent as we can. Moving forward with ambiguity is challenging, but I'm confident that together we will get through this difficult moment in time. This came at the same time as former Halo developers criticized Microsoft for the 343 Industries layoffs. These former leaders say that the leadership in 343 around the time of Halo Infinite's development and its ongoing development said that there was an undue stress put on staff to create a piece of work that they were proud of. Very specifically, Patrick Wren has tweeted the layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. And as if they saw it coming, 343 Industries has tweeted from the Halo account that Halo and Master Chief are here to stay, that 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and into the future. This came about as there was some speculation on the web about them outsourcing the development of Halo because they couldn't sustain it themselves. But it seems that they need to posture about the development of their top title and not commiserate for the loss of some of their staff. In further news, the State of the Game 2023 survey from the Game Developers Conference and its affiliate Game Developer has come out 
and had 2,300 developer respondents that were surveyed, and 91% apparently said that player harassment and toxicity towards developers is an issue, where 42% said it's a very serious issue. This makes sense considering the outcry from developers such as Bungie who have seen harassment from certain players in locations where they have studios, not just online. But there's a number of statements that have been submitted as part of this survey, and some of them can be quite damning. One said the C-suite will not ban players unless banning makes money. Employee unions can demand bans for harassment. And another said, we also need to stop inviting the community to be part of the family. You're part of the conversation, you get to offer an opinion, but you don't get to demand everything goes your way. On some more positive notes though, while the industry is straight, white and male, at least for the majority, diversity and inclusion efforts are increasing and developer support for unionization is at 53%. Nintendo is reportedly going to increase Switch production as it enters its seventh year on the market and without any significant production changes. According to Bloomberg, the strong consumer demand coupled with diminishing component shortages has encouraged the company to increase the production of the console beginning in April, which means there's going to be more consoles available for people to buy. But my question is, should we? Here's Harding Rolls, a director at Ampere Analysis, has recently predicted that Nintendo's next console won't arrive this year, which makes sense. But if we continue to purchase the current console, how will Nintendo know that they need to move on? In a surprise report, it seems that Marvel's Avengers game and the developer Crystal Dynamics has come out and confirmed that the game's final update will arrive on the 31st of March of this year with no support for the game after the 30th of September. This also means no new cosmetics are coming to the game, and this is a bit more of the controversial part, where some players' credit balances will be redistributed as in-game resources, but the entire marketplace of cosmetics will become entirely free on the 31st of March, with no refunds available if you purchased outfits, takedowns, emotes, or nameplates before that period. Bruce Straley, who co-directed the 2013 The Last of Us game with Neil Druckmann, has come out and said he was a little forlorn that he didn't get credited at all for the HBO adaptation. Video Games Chronicle spotted that there were some Naughty Dog developers who were credited at the end of the show, with Neil Druckmann, an executive producer, being prominently credited, but Bruce Straley, who was a big part of the feel of the game, was missing and is calling for unionization as an effort to recognize people for their work in contributing to a universe of a game that eventually became a TV show. It's an interesting proposition, as the game universe wouldn't exist without Bruce being around for development at the time, but he didn't directly contribute to the show. So my question to you is, should he be credited? Sony has confirmed what their PSVR 2 games lineup will be after the end of March. The full list is available in the show notes, but the top picks from me that I can see from the list are the Dark Pictures Switchback, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, Job Simulator, No Man's Sky, Resident Evil Village, Res Infinite, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Tetris Effect, Thumper, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution. A game title with more colons than I've seen anywhere else. 
and a few quick catch-ups from stories we reported on last week. NetEase in response to Blizzard's ending of the contract to distribute Blizzard's games in China has publicly torn down the statue of World of Warcraft while live streaming it to the company and beyond. Seems NetEase is still not happy. The Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot has come out and said again that the email he sent out company-wide about putting the onus on staff to take responsibility for the company's failures has said that it was taken the wrong way, he's sorry that it was perceived that way, and he wanted to convey the idea that more than ever, he needed their talent and energy to make it happen. This is a collective journey that starts with himself and with the leadership team. Might be too little too late. And finally, a couple of announcements for games that have come across my radar. It seems that Sifu is almost ready to release Sifu Arenas, which looks like a multiplayer component that will be coming to the martial arts game. Power Wash Simulator is getting a free Tomb Raider crossover later this month. So if you haven't played Power Wash Simulator yet, I'd definitely give it a crack. Returnal has been quoted to launch on PC on February 15th, which I'm very excited for. And if you're looking for a free game title to play this week on the Epic Game Store, Epistory, The Typing Chronicles is available absolutely free. Those are the big gaming headlines for today. For the show notes, transcripts and more, head to deaddroppodcast.com. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you'd like to participate in the monthly Network Bulletin episode coming soon, send your question or shout-out to network at deaddroppodcast.com. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news and make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days.